You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello, my amazing friends. Welcome to American Sex, a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging those puritanical, backward-ass ideals we have here in the United States. This is episode 100 of American Sex Podcast. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'll get to that in a minute. But on Sunny Megatron, my lovely co-host is Ken Melvoinberg, who you almost always hear on every episode, but... Due to unforeseen circumstances that are way beyond our control, aka our life is kind of a shit show, he's not in this episode, and I'm so sad, and I know you are too, but he's going to be back next week. Anyway, we're sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and kinky perverts too, even when we're apart. So I enjoyed this week's guest conversation so damn much. I spoke with Amp Summers about internet censorship, the best internet toys on the cheap, and a whole lot more. Amp is a blogger, sex worker, and activist. He produces the YouTube channel, What's the Safe Word, where he, along with guests of all abilities, backgrounds, experiences, and kinky lifestyles, destigmatize topics on sex and other LGBTQ plus issues. In addition to working as a full-time designer of kinky goods, Amp represents the Mr. S leather brand and is current title holder for Mr. Friendly. AMP makes sex education fun and accessible while using its platform to discuss stigma and advocate for freedom of expression. The world can be a scary ass place. I added the ass in there because I think you need a scary ass. You need the hyphen. It is a scary ass place, but AMP does what he can to make sure we're all a little more friendly. So like I said, I really, really, really enjoyed this conversation. You're going to, you're going to understand why when you hear it. But to give you a preview of some of what we talked about, uh, we got into the rewards and difficulties of being a YouTube creator, why demonetization and censorship started to occur on YouTube, and what PewDiePie had to do with it, how the way people make money on YouTube has changed over the years, Sesta, Fosta, and the other elements creating the perfect storm of censorship on the internet right now. We also get into censorship on other platforms like Instagram and the people who make it their mission to bully and target adult performers and use censorship to do so. But that got a little depressing. So I was like, Amp, please tell us some good stuff. Tell me something that's going to make my sex life better. So Amp told us the secrets to finding the really good sex toys and BDSM gear on discount websites like Wish.com and even Amazon. And this is the important part, how to avoid the things that will most likely set your genitals on fire. And I mean, in a bad way, because I know some of you are like, okay, I like setting my genitals on fire. That's fun. Fireplay. No, this is not consensual. This is not in a good way. This is the bad, like melt your clitoris. Don't want that to happen. Some of you also might recognize Amp's name from recent media articles because he is currently in a class action lawsuit with YouTube and Google, along with a handful of other YouTubers over alleged discriminatory anti-LGBTQ plus behavior on the part of YouTube. And because it's an ongoing legal thing, I'm not going to get into detail about it now, nor do we in our recorded conversation. However, American fuckers, if you'd like to learn more about it, I've linked some articles and a YouTube video about the lawsuit in the show notes. And I also want to be super duper 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 clear for a minute because, you know, I don't mess with legal stuff. That's some scary shit. I use the word alleged when I talk about this lawsuit and AMP is not in the room with me during this recording, nor did he tell me what to say. I'm simply rehashing the news stories that I saw on CNN and NBC and all that other stuff. So I just want to point that out because, you know, lawyers are scary as all get out and again, not in a good edge play way. I don't want to fuck with any of that legal shit. So I'm gonna go back a second. You heard that right. This is episode 100. And I am really fucking excited. And so is Ken. And we're also like really disappointed in ourselves because we're like, we should have done something big. We should have had a cake. We should have 
I don't know, something. And we're like, are we horrible podcast hosts that we didn't make some big extravaganza for our 100th episode? I'm really sorry. (laughs) It's like, hey, I forgot your birthday. It's 16 Candles, the podcast version. But I do want to mention that Ken and I are in the midst of putting together a few listener appreciation care packages because there are a few superstar American fuckers that rep their little hearts out for us week after week. And we want to show you a little love back. This is we're still putting it together. Some of the baby steps stuff is coming in the mail. It's happening. But listen over the next couple weeks for more on that. But I do want to let all of you know that we're thinking about you and we really do appreciate you. Oh, and my good friend Dixie De La Tour from the Body Storytelling Podcast which, by the way, just made Forbes like best podcast list, which is fucking amazing. And if you haven't listened to Body Storytelling, please go do it as, as soon as you're done with this episode, because it's a good episode. Anyway, uh, she wanted to make sure that we properly commemorated our 100th episode. She could tell we were kind of slacking. We're we're busy. There's so much shit going on. It is not even fun. Like our cat was going to die, and then our cat didn't die. Our cat is going to be 21, by the way, on Halloween. We're throwing her a 21st birthday party. Uh, someone found cat wine on Etsy, and you know who you are who who put it to me on social media. So we're going to buy cat wine, not because like, you know, that is the weirdest thing for like 40-year-old lonely white women to buy wine for their cats. But how often do you have a cat that's going to turn 21? So we're going to get her some cat wine and then give her her first legal drink. So we'll we'll keep you posted on our cat birthday party. But I just totally went off on a tangent oh my God, we're commemorating our cat's birthday more than we are our 100th podcast episode. But I think that's right. I mean, how often do cats live to 21? Now I'm getting over analytical. Anyway, anyway, so Dixie, she's looking out for us. She recorded a little audio snippet that I'm going to play for you a little bit later. As of the time of this recording, I haven't heard it yet, but Dixie is fabulous. And I'm sure whatever she has to say is fabulous too. And Dixie, thank you. Ken and I love you so much. And so do most of the American fuckers because they know who you are and they think you're awesome. We also want to say that there are some other sex podcasting colleagues that we appreciate. One is Off the Cuffs, a kink and BDSM podcast hosted by Dick Wound and Minimus Maximus. Every week, they engage in free-form discussions with a wide variety of guests who discuss their journey into kink, scenes they've been involved in, and the importance of consent and communication. They explore everything from scene etiquette to managing relationships, the entire spectrum of kink. They cover it from sensual to sadistic, bizarre to vanilla. And I'm going to be playing a trailer for Off the Cuffs after our interview. And I want you to stick around for that. And then I want you to go and subscribe to the podcast. You can go check them out at offthecuffs.org. Lastly, one last thing. I know you want to get to this. I do too. I'm I'm talking a lot. I like went off on a tangent on my cat's birthday, but it's my cat's birthday. Anyway, I'm going to be in San Diego not with my cat, not with Ken, just me at a retreat called Firewoman, September 29th to October 1st, 2019. It's a unique three-day event hosted by Amy Jo Goddard, and it's designed to help women break through the things that hold them back from being who they really are as sexual people. It includes transformative teachings and play shops, incredible evening events by Firelight, and powerful connection with other women who are also on this journey of sexual evolution. I'd love for you to join us there. To find out more, head on over to firewomanretreat.com slash sunny. All right, American fuckers. I don't know what happened to me during this this intro. I'm like kind of slipping from reality. I'm wondering if it's because because I love you so much, I turn off all my air conditioning so I can have a nice clean recording and it's like 109 degrees right now. So maybe my brain's melting. Uh, I'm going to go put it on ice while you listen to Amp Summers. Okay, so... Do you know what's really cool, Amp, about having a podcast and talking to pretty much anybody who's anybody in the sex positive community? You can do it and you don't have to have your pants on. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you have pants on? <laughs> 
I plead the fifth. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, but that that is one cool thing we can do at pantsless, which we advocate for pantsless at any time that you can be pantsless. But secondly, <laughs> is because if for selfish reasons, I get to suddenly divulge all of like the brain crush and professional crush and admiration from afar stuff that I've always had that I've never had a chance to tell you. Um, so I oh. think you're fucking awesome. Oh. And I know we haven't really talked much, like a little bit like an email here and there a message here and there but we haven't really spent time together yeah. so i'm right now here is me telling you that you're fucking awesome like your oh. your youtube channel and everything that you do in terms of you know advocacy for the sex positive community the lgbtq Q community. Oh, so many letters. There's more. I'm a plus. I'll just put the plus on there. Um, you know, in terms of, of free speech and, you know, fighting for the little guys. So thank you. Thank you. Um, and, and right back at you. I mean, I listen to your podcast. We are official Facebook friends. So I get to I see know, all the right? lovely posts that you make. Um, I, we, you know, myself and my generation of advocates and, and sex positive people wouldn't have any of it without a community and oh, you are part yeah. of that community oh, you've led the you. way for us as well so thank you Aww. i believe they call that a squish in, 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 in the sex education realm at yes. the very least <laughs> yes, we're, we're having squishy moments so okay i'm a gen xer you're a millennial right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay okay cool not too far off but Okay. Yeah. I, I'm that generation that keeps I've getting become, hit by all the accusations. Oh, I know. <laughs> I've become like the grandma of the sex positive community. I'm like, come on, my little flock of Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I wish my grandma was as sex positive as you. Oh, my God. Right? I'm not a grandma. I could be a grandma, though. My oldest just turned 24. And she's oh. the age I was when I had her. I'm like, oh, my God. So I don't want to be a grandma <laughs> yet, though. But anyway, so I'm just going to get this right off the table because people Do might be, who know you mm. might be thinking like, are you going to talk about the thing? <laughs> oh, not the thing. Because there's the thing happening. It's happening. Um, and okay, so there there is a lawsuit going on right now. Mm. And you know what I'm going to do in the show notes? I'll put a link to maybe like some of the articles that have been a CNN and totally. like all over the place so people can read up. But uh, because lawsuits are lawsuits, we're not really going to get into detail, are we, today about yeah. all that stuff. Um, as much as I wish my lawyer was with me at all times, uh, <laughs> I can't really talk about it. It's still it's still ongoing. Um, and I can talk about, you know, what I do and how I do it and what positions I'm taking. Um, but I can't really go into those details. And I hope that your listeners will respect that. And I know you, you will. And we're going to have a good conversation and be sex positive. Uh, and talk about all the great ad ad advocacy with syllables, but uh, <laughs> I just can't go into those details at this point in time. Absolutely, and like, our yeah. our American fuckers are a smart bunch. They know, like, you don't fucking mess with lawyers. So, mm -hmm. and I want to say on behalf of them and and myself and Ken, who can't be with us today, I'm really sad about that. Oh. Um, we thank you for doing the thing that must not be mentioned. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it's like Voldemort. Exactly, mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So for those who aren't really familiar with you, and by the way, American fuckers, if you're not, you should in the show notes at americansexpodcast.com. I'm gonna have a bunch of links to like your YouTube channel and all that stuff. But real quick, like, who are you? What do you do? You know, I ask myself that every morning when I look into <laughs> No, <laughs> um, I'm a kinky, uh, he, him, cis, gay male, um, who is also very into puppy play. I work at Mr. S Leather full-time as a designer. Uh, and in my part-time and hobbies, uh, I create content on the internet. So that's YouTube videos uh, mostly every week, although it's been a little spotty recently. Um, <laughs> and uh, we've actually started up our own podcast recently that myself and my daddy have been shooting, just kind of nowhere near as professional um, as you you guys, that's for sure. But we oh, aspire. Please, you should we see aspire. me. If this is video, you'd be like, you're fucking professional. If you could like see my office and smell my armpits, like you'd be like, oh, this is not professional, but thank you. But possibly We're turned on. I'm not afraid of friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That works. That works. But you've been doing this a while. Like, how many episodes are you at now? Uh, we're we just released ninety nine. Oh my god! So yeah. Oh my god! Almost a centennial. <gasps> I know. I know. 
Yeah, yeah we we filmed I'm, four, so you are well ahead of us. <laughs> man, I'm I'm sure though that, and I I need to like go go watch and listen. Um, but you know your shit, so I'm sure even your four are fucking amazing. Oh, so, thank you. Yeah, but yeah, that's me. I'm just a sex positive puppy in a big world, you know, trying to make a change happen. Oh, thank you. And like when you say puppy, I'm like puppy on my TV show. We had a puppy play episode <laughs> and we may have to like have you back to just talk for about puppy play for an hour because uh, and I did also didn't realize you were a designer. I, mean, I knew you mm-hmm. did stuff with Mr. S, but I was like, oh, Mr. S something. I don't know. You're wearing leather stuff. But that's fucking cool. Yeah. Nice. I have a background. I, I went to an art school. You know, I got my college degree. So like I'm I'm educated. Um and I didn't go to school for designing stuff, but I, I went for like a creative arts field. So that's why I know how to do like sound. I know how to do video. Um, I know how to do designing and I design all, all of our sense. clothing. Yeah. Ah. I just like creating. Um, okay. And I just so happen to be a, a sex positive ethical slut as well. So, you know, those two Venn diagrams came together real hard. Yes. <laughs> yes. So when it comes to creating, you and I both know as sex positive adult creators, Mm -hmm. first of all, it's fucking amazing and rewarding, but it can also be challenging. Absolutely. So your What's the Safe Word YouTube channel, I mean, I've I've watched a number of videos and there's a number of videos I haven't even got to because there's so much. So how long has your YouTube channel been around? How big is it? Like, tell me about that. Oh, wow. Um, it's, you know, nine inches and no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, it's been around for, I think, just six years. I think March 25th was like our sixth year anniversary. So we're getting up there in age. Um, but it started because uh, as a millennial, I don't have a cable subscription. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and most people nowadays actually don't have cable subscriptions, uh, they found. Um, I have a Netflix yeah. subscription, but like YouTube is my primary source of information, entertainment. Um, some call it entertainment, uh, depending on what position you're in. I like that entertainment. <laughs> I always say I'm an edutainer, but Ooh, I like edutainment is I like, pretty. Can I, th- I be an edutainer? <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll work on it. We'll work on the name. We'll work on the yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, YouTube, I, I, whether I was watching it or not, if I was working on something, I had it on in the background. You just kind of got this this sense of the personalities and the people. Um, but the one thing that I never saw was, and there were some gay people that were popular online. You look at like Tyler Oakley or Davey Wavy or, the, you know, I'm just naming people that you probably have no idea. I do actually oh, okay. because I watch YouTube with my kids. Oh, like I've okay. watched every Shane Dawson video even back, oh, back God, in the day my when queen. it's like delete those videos, <laughs> man. Just go with the current stuff is good. Like yeah. I know all the, I know Trisha Paytas. Oh, I know all I of these her. people. I and that's a secret known, little known fact. Like people listening are like, what? Yeah, I watch a lot of fucking YouTube with my kids. Oh, that's how we spend okay. quality time then, together. Then yeah. you get it. Oh yeah, you I get, get it. it. There I is a it. a person, a background, a, a gender, sex, topic, gaming channel for just about everyone on there, except, and at least back then, um, there was no channel that talked about kinks in an approachable, safe way, but doing so not at other people's expense. What what I like to say is we don't make fun at people. We make fun with people. Mm-hmm. You know, we never tear someone down. We always want to build them up or build the kink up in such a way that's not only approachable, um, littered with puns. <laughs> nice. Um, and just having a good time because that's what sex should be about. Or at least one of the things sex should be about is just having fun. Yeah. Um, and we don't teach that in this country, sadly. So yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. and you and I are, are definitely both on the same page because, you know, that's what I've tried to do. That's what I've done mm-hmm. with the TV show. And like, I took my stab at YouTube. And as rewarding as it was, I stopped. It's tough. It's really fucking tough. It's a grind. Um, And you have to be an expert at everything. Yes. Uh, not that I'm saying you're not, but like, you have to be on point with editing, on point with shooting and lighting and knowing how to write and produce. And a lot of people don't realize that. And then also Mm -hmm. be good at marketing yourself. Like that's a whole other skill by itself that you just, you either know or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. And it was like just me in my shitty apartment 
And even though I, I will tell you, I used to have an office, my office where I worked was off the kitchen, it was like supposed to be a little <laughs> breakfast nook area. And I just put like a folding table on my computer there. Uh-huh. And I shot my first YouTube videos there in like 2011. And that's what got me the TV show. Oh, wow. Someone's like, I saw I didn't know your that. video. Yeah, they were like, I saw your video. Were you t-? And this was back when YouTube videos needed to be like three or four minutes long. Mm-hmm. People were like, a 20-minute video? Are you crazy? Like, no, you yeah. can't. So I would have these long rambling videos talking about nipple clamps and, you know, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, and vibrators and stuff. And um, my uh, person that I worked with uh, called me up out of the blue and was just like, hi. I'm, I'm sure it started with a web series that we shot called Outside the Box, but it wasn't on YouTube. There's a few mm. episodes on YouTube, but it was too risque. It was on a, a <laughs> there was boobs and everything. Like they showed stuff, but I, I didn't show my stuff. Other people showed their stuff because there's an internet thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to know about my boobs. And, and, they, and that's just because y- you, I don't show it or yes yeah like I look at like one of the biggest search terms where people arrive at my website they're looking for my bra size people are just like show us your boobs tell us how big and now I'm like because you want to know I'm not not going to and it's become this thing yeah it's become this thing where people are just like I gotta know and I'm like no anyway I don't know how I got there (laughs) oh so yeah it was just me talking for like 15 minutes of the camera in my shitty kitchen Mm -hmm. and he was like Hey, even though you're not supposed to do YouTube videos like that at all, which now people do, um, it's like be on my show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, cool. That's how it works. Like, if you could be interesting in your shitty ass kitchen, you belong on TV. <laughs> 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 Thanks. I mean, that's how we started. Although, yeah. my room was both my kitchen and my bedroom and my like laundry room. Like, I lived in a a real shitty, and you can see it in the first couple videos oh i gotta go back we, now. yeah if you go back to the very first one we're sitting at my desk we're using like not even a ring light just like a lamp with a little piece of paper to diffuse the light mm-hmm. shooting on an old camcorder from like costco that my dad let us borrow um we're real awkward it's it, and it's with me and, and my friend bolt who was the co-star back then right. who since has not you know he doesn't have the time to do it anymore which i get because it's a full-time gig on the side, you know, yeah. as you up production and quality and length, as you were saying. And I'm no size queen about, well, <laughs> no comment. But, yeah. <laughs> like, now the algorithm on, on the platform favors long-form content. Like, so your 20-minute Shane Dawson docuseries, you know, do better because they want people to stay on that platform. It's it, yeah. it's just times change, as do social medias. Yeah. yeah, I remember when I first I did my first YouTube videos for um, an adult client that wanted me to talk about toys and stuff. And I was like, my videos are like 15 minutes long. And they're like, no, you need to cut your videos like do part one and it's three minutes and part two. And, and I oh, was like, are you fucking I'm not waiting a week a to see minute. how it ends. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm spending a whole minute going, hi, here's who I am and da da da. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going and in the next segment, you're going to hear I'm like, really? And Ooh, then everyone's teaser. Doing, yeah, it was uh, anyway. Yeah, no one does that anymore. But I know. But I know. like, isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. So YouTube, tell me about the good things about YouTube, like the the people that you've reached, mm-hmm. you know, how fulfilling has it been to you as a creator to be able to have that kind of platform? Totally. So like, like I said, I was creating content that I wish I would have had growing up. Like, if I knew how to clean out before I went to my first sexual encounter, I would have saved myself a lot of grief and a lot of shit, quite literally. Yeah. Um, and maybe you wouldn't have that body storytelling story, though. Oh, oh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yes, that too. So many, yeah. so many good memories that I've turned into, uh, you know, content. Thank God. But yes. Um, and so, like, creating. Co- so, sorry, what was the question? I got so distracted by the the show. Oh, how? <laughs> <laughs> um, how has YouTube been fulfilling and oh. rewarding for you? Oh, very fulfilling. If I had a sex toy for every... No. Um, mm-hmm. I like YouTube because we can consensually touch people in the brains, like, with concepts and topics. And we get comments all the time from people. Like, I think one of the the most, probably hardest to film, but also one of the most touching responses that we ever had was a video that I did about uh, a catfish that I had encountered really? er- early in my life. Yeah. 
Um, my hair looks real crazy in it because I was growing it out at the time. It looks like a shark fin, which is appropriate considering the topic. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it was also a really hairy situation, you know. And I got taken advantage of by this person that lived out in Canada. Yeah. And was catfished. I never knew what that was at the time because I was just becoming <gasps> kind of sexually active on the dating apps. Right. And so I didn't know such a thing existed. And, and ne- Neve Shulman, you know, the guy who made Catfish Now, the show, like he didn't exist back then. Wow. And so this was a new concept. And I just kind of talked about my experience. I talked about how I figured it out. I talked about finding a bunch of other abused people that this person had figured like had gone after. Um and how we kind of, you know, outed this guy and, and kept ourselves not only safe, but uh, held him, you know, accountable for being a terrible person. And, you know, kind of just showed that, you know, millennials, as obnoxious as they can be, like, the, the old guy didn't think that Facebook Messenger and your real phone number were connected. And this was, you know, back when that was first starting. So we found everything about this guy. <gasps> yeah. Oh, wow. So, it's like detective story. Oh, it's to got find a predator. everything. You know? Yeah. But anyway... Wow. All that to say, like, topics like that are the most rewarding for me because it, it it's where people share their experiences and share their stories, whether it's personal or, or you know, a friend of a friend. But we just, the comment section of that video alone is just people talking about, you know, oh my God, I've been through this, I should be more careful, or I saved myself from a, an abusive relationship. Um, and it's just that kind of, it's super painful to hear that people have been through that, but also super rewarding because I know that those people are or at least being affected by the content we create in a positive way. Right, right. And I couldn't Ugh. I couldn't imagine. Like if I was going through something like that again, like that is traumatic. Yeah. And oh and God. having a resource like that to just turn to and be like, well, now I know if anyone else if if I ever meet someone who's, you know, going through that, I can share that video with them. Um or j- even just kink topics, which right. is what we do weekly. So that's right. probably the best parts is just oh. being able to interact, you know. Um, I was at a convention the other day and a puppy and his daddy came up and the puppy was really, really excited to see myself and my daddy, Christopher, who is my current uh-huh. co-host on the show. And I love watching you both, by the way. Oh. I'm like, oh. <laughs> we are actually that obnoxious in person. Really? I, I, I can oh. attest. <laughs> so cute. Um, but like the, the, and the puppy and his daddy who came up was just like, oh yeah, no, we met each other through just the fact that we both watched your show. And we've been together for three years. Oh, my God. And I was just like, oh, my God. And, like, they were in tears and I was in tears. It was just, I love the interactions that you get through social media like that. And that's mm-hmm. the best of YouTube is just having those positive interactions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, As I'm sure you you guys have probably gotten plenty of interactions oh my, like that, yeah. with the, right? We've had yeah, the crying, the, you know, like you were saying, <laughs> people come up and they, I feel like I'm the Beatles. Like, like you are crying, like, you know? <laughs> like oh my god oh so i mean for both of us in very different ways youtube has been life-changing mm-hmm. you know it is is led to so many things both you know personal connections and professional connections and that sort of thing however i don't know about your story <laughs> but one of the reasons that i stopped doing youtube was you know because i was like all right i I'm never going to have the, the, I just didn't have the resources or the space or the camera equipment to have Mm -hmm. like super polished videos. But I'm like, you know what? One of my superpowers is I can, you know, it's like, I, what, what is it? Like you, uh, I can. I'm trying to think of a metaphor. Like I'm like I can put frosting on a turd. I make it a cake. It's, you can you know, turn it on. Like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like even though you know I may not have had all the fancy stuff, like I can make it work. And I I got to the point where I had a like a net was a network uh, MCN is what yes, they usually yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was great. And you know they were supplying with music and resources and mm-hmm. and different things. And and I was like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like the breaks went on and it's like oh since you're an adult creator you know you're not monetized anymore so i stopped making money and Mm. and i wasn't as proficient in getting sponsors as i am now now i can like get a sponsor like yeah but back then i was like sponsor what and Uh i was just like this is too much and then my video started getting taken down and you know i was like ugh. so and this wasn't just on youtube this was on Facebook. This was mm-hmm. on Instagram. This, you know, and then like Sesta Fosta came down, which oh, she you know, said it. 
Yeah, I know. Listeners who's like, what's Sesta First of all, you have not been listening, American Fuckers. <laughs> um, and uh, the episode we did on Sesta I'll put in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So if you need to bone up on oh, that kind of pun. I then, listened to that yeah. one. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yay. So what do you think happened? Because we all have this speculate. Some people are like, Sesta Some people are like, it's payment process or something. We all know something happened. Mm-hmm. But like, what, when the breaks went on, what happened? You mean the breaks on YouTube? Yeah, YouTube sure. and just kind of, it seemed to sort of kind of happen everywhere all at the same time. Yeah, kind of. I will say, though, on YouTube, um, I would equate most of the, a term that we use is called demonetization, um, mm-hmm. which was not in my vocabulary until about 2016 or so. Right. Um, so this has been a long, a long thing, the the whole demonetization game, which is essentially, um, I, I know you've heard of probably PewDiePie. Yeah. Who is like almost at 100 million subscribers oh, right now, yeah. I think. Like, mm-hmm. ridiculous. But also, good for him. I mean, someone who started out just playing video games and yelling at a camera is now like the largest creator on a platform. Yeah. Um, that said, no one is perfect. Um, and one day during one of his videos, he did something, I believe it was either anti-Semitic or it, it was just not, it was not what they would now call advertiser yeah. friendly. Yeah, it was um, something Nazi-ish. Yeah. I can't remember exactly, but it was like, oh, no. Yeah, he pushed, he <laughs> yeah, pushed the envelope yeah. a little too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and so, like, the whole backlash there was that YouTube started uh, making rules around monetization. So demonetization was this big term where, you know, if you made something that the, the platform didn't like, they would demonetize it. Um, mm-hmm. And that would affect how you made ads, whether you had full monetization or whether you had like partial monetization. Yeah, I remember for a mm-hmm. while it was like, you may not be eligible for some advertisers, but other advertisers are fine. And then they were totally. like, just kidding, no advertisers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was always kind of a, a gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was lots of, there was 50 shades of gray area Ooh, within that, yes. unfortunately. Yeah. But so that I definitely equate with like the whole, the, the way that monetization and how people make money on that platform has changed. Um, but I mean, you look forward, it, it, it's, it's that whole overcorrection that happens. And mm. I, I, YouTube's not the only one that, that has gone through that, especially when we do look to SESTA-FOSTA is, right. well, now that there are regulations in place that hold social medias accountable, and we know that SESTA-FOSTA has changed, you know, section 230, Rather than me posting like my nudes and if I posted, you know, something graphic or illegal, I would be the one that's held accountable for that. Now our social medias are held accountable to that. Right. And I know you know that, but I'm just trying to like. No, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Which is real scary because like creators, regardless of what platform, I mean, most creators are just trying to make a living or make a following so that they can feel empowered and whatever they're getting out of that social media mm-hmm. and i truly like my at least i can speak for myself and i'm sure you guys you just want to make content and do good in the world you know right. so when sesta fosta came around it, it, god you know bless her kamala harris in california um <gasps> you know she's done some good stuff <laughs> the big side yeah <laughs> it's like why uh, why yeah you know i want to believe that she meant well with it and 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 all that great stuff but i don't know if you've seen all the studies but like there's studies coming out now that says you know trafficking is up oh yeah tons in trafficking is up you know murder violence police are upset and they can't do their job like yeah so it i want to say that it's the perfect storm of censorship on the internet right now in that I I truly think most social medias are just trying to make sure they don't get in trouble. But in doing that, they're overcorrecting and totally alienating their their people on these platforms. Mm-hmm. Like I know Instagram, they've been removing models, whether they're porn models or adult performers or whatever you want to call it. But also like profiles that are just posting old, you know, tasteful photos of Fire Island or people that are just documenting like the history of HIV and how it affected people and their bodies. Like, yeah, some of it can be a little nude or graphic, but where do you draw the line at art and pornography? Yeah. You and know? that's a big question. Yeah. They've been asking that question for a long ass time. Well, and that's because it's subjective, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. And the people that are making these laws, they are the bottom line most times because they're the ones that get to sign those paperwork and put together those PSAs and sway everyone. 
Hi, I am sexual folklorist Dixie Delator of the Body Storytelling Podcast, and I want to congratulate my friends Sunny Megatron and Ken Melvoinberg on their 100th episode. You know, when you're good at your job, it looks easy. And last week when I was talking to Sunny, I asked her to make a list of all the things she does for each episode of this podcast. You ready? Each episode requires finding and coordinating guests, recording and doing interviews, editing each podcast episode, writing and recording the episode intro each week, writing and recording each commercial, negotiating and coordinating with sponsors, accounting, invoicing, writing the show notes, setting up the podcast to release every Monday on all podcasting platforms, writing the accompanying blog posts for each episode. Designing the episode art for each podcast, making sure to release the episode early for Patreon supporters, recording bonus episodes, mailing out stickers, mailing out occasional random Patreon surprises in the mail, writing the newsletter, promoting each episode on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and everywhere else, following up guests to get their bio, their pictures, their links, and everything needed for the show notes, coordinating special one-off projects like their recent South by Southwest appearance, designing, printing, and coordinating promo materials like stickers and and other goodies, and fixing all the shit that goes wrong in between. All of those things, times 100 episodes. So I asked Sunny, if you could ask for anything, what would make creating the American Sex Podcast easier for you? And she said, help hiring an assistant. There are so many moving pieces to producing a podcast. And even being able to afford just a few hours from an assistant would be life-changing. And asking for help is hard. So I'm here to ask for them. I know you're already a fan of the American Sex Podcast because you're listening right now. I'd like to ask you to go to patreon.com slash American Sex. Your support on Patreon can help produce the next 100 episodes. Your support at the $10 a month level or whatever level you choose will mean that this podcast can continue and that it can grow. So go to patreon.com slash American sex, support this incredible sexuality resource and help Ken and Sonny do this important work. Oh, and happy 100th episode, American sex. Yeah, it's, it's been really interesting and, you know, especially for, um, newer educators and newer creators who are like, hey, you know, I want to go and do that, or I want to uh, open up a Patreon page to mm-hmm. fund my stuff. What do you mean I can't? <laughs> you know? Oh no. well, yeah. <laughs> and then there's Patreon. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very it's a very slippery slope, and it's a very it's very hard to navigate how you can survive mm-hmm. as an adult creator. So what have you seen, you know, some of the things that I've seen changing, for instance, you know, on YouTube, mm. I can't even swear anymore. <laughs> I can't say fuck. I'm like, oh my God, shit, fuck, damn it. What Can you say damn? Maybe you can say damn it. I don't know. I truthfully don't know. Yeah, but it's like, you know, I watch videos where it's it's not even an adult creator, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, Shane Dawson or whatever. And it's like, they're beeping out shit. And they're be- <laughs> they're beeping out bitch, maybe they can say bitch, I don't know. But I'm like, wow, that's, mm-hmm. that's very different. So what kind of things have you seen both on YouTube and just the internet at large, that adult creators are having to drastically change as a result of this censorship backlash? Yeah, well, as far as censorship goes, I mean, you have to be overly and emphatically talking about consent and giving context. And you can't, like, I, at least from what I've experienced on Patreon itself, like, I have to make very clear that I took the photos or I took the video of myself talking about this dildo or locking in chastity or, you know, it, I know that right now a lot of hypnosis people on Patreon are, are getting yeah. a ton of backlash. Oh, God, yeah. Because hypnosis can be seen as non-consensual, even though... It is fantasy, and even though we have studies that show that hypnosis is suggestion, and you have to at least be open to that suggestion and open to whatever is being brought to the table, um, and and it's it's such a it's a difficult thing to to not only talk about, but where do you draw the line because you don't want to you know alienate your your platform and whatnot. And I will say, 
Patreon has been lovely. I am not giving them they, a hard they are. time. I've, I've worked with them behind the scenes mm-hmm. on like adult creator stuff. And totally. they, and I just want to throw it out there. Like I throw no shade to Patreon. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they have to abide by what the Payments. people above them, the payment mm-hmm. processors. So it's like, they're kind of like, I always say they're, it's sort of like they're in a very abusive relationship with payment oh. processors and they can't break up with them. So they have to kind of placate and like, you know, walk on eggshells and figure out like what's the best thing to satisfy everyone. And even though, yeah, they've made a few missteps and did but when they have, they're like, oh shit, we fucked up. Tell us how we fucked up. So we won't do that again. We're so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they've been really, really good. And I love them as a company. Totally. Agreed. Um, yeah. And they, they've been real transparent about stuff but then you have like facebook instagram twitter even even youtube that the guidelines aren't clear they're taking away people like on instagram i'll have posts taken down and sometimes they're from years ago um and they're blurred and it says this post was taken down it didn't abide by these guidelines of adult content i don't know what photo was taken down if it was from years ago it's blurred in the the pop-up that comes up i can't even see what photo it is um, but like I've had pictures of, you know, myself from the, the chest up with a ball gag in that was taken down for, um, it was either child pornography or nudity, you know, that those were the guidelines was, that were was brought the to the Was the ball table. underage? Like, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like they, they have a picture of my ID, the 10 times I've had to verify who I am to, so that I can remove a bot who's pretending to be me and, you know, make money off of my persona, but they can't. They can't do the math there that shows that I'm of legal age. I mean, <laughs> God. And, and I, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm j- I'm just I'm with you. I'm with the <laughs> noises. Like I'm so frustrated mm-hmm. with the internet in general. And then like this is totally not related to adult creation. But I just watched that documentary on Netflix. Was it The Great Hack? Did you watch Ooh, that? No. It was about Cambridge Analytica. Oh, I heard and about how, it. Oh my God. So. I'm going to give you, this is like the, the little rundown, little spoiler. Is that okay? Yeah, little go ahead. Give me the spark spoiler. notes. So basically, I am I am I was a marketing person. I worked at a, a, you know, one of the top ad agencies in the world for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I have an appreciation for psychographics and manipulating people forever. I do. I'm like, <laughs> you won the game. Good job, green giant or whoever, you know. Uh-huh. So in one way, I'm like, this, this is the nastiest thing they did. And another way, I'm like, this is fucking brilliant. Basically, they were like, like they use the Facebook quizzes, like what kind of cheese am I, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to get the, the personality profiles of people. They narrow down, you know, what, um, what are the swing states and what precincts make those states red. And then they targeted people in those precincts that were the most persuadable. Yeah. And they're like, what's the least amount of people that we can persuade to go, you know, conservative and vote for Trump? Because it's the easiest, you know, in the key places. It was 70,000 people that they bombarded with 5.6 wow. million ads that were all like propaganda. So, you know, and some of them were like, oh, there's a Black Lives Matter rally, but they made like the Black Lives Matter people seem like terrorists. You oh know? And, and they, they target them with stuff. And that's aside from what the Russians did. Yeah. You know, so it's like when I look at the internet as a whole, and th- there's a reason I bring this up. When I look at the internet as a whole, and I look at all of this suppression of you know, freedom of speech, censorship of things that we should be talking about, you know, sharing our stories about our identity and our sexuality and, you know, things that happen to us, like the catfishing situation. Mm-hmm. That does a lot of good in the world. And it's like I couple that with the bullshit that's happening <laughs> with like, you know, pe- people are just using the Internet to manipulate us on a large scale. Yeah. And the Internet is fucking evil at this point. Um what do you see happening? Like, do you see all this censorship just going down a badass road and the internet becomes this horrible thing? Like, I mean, I, I'm of the mindset that, that things work in like a pendulum a lot of the times, mm-hmm. you know, we had that sexual freedoms years and years and years ago. And now it's, it's kind of swinging back and we're going to be censored for a bit. And I'm, I'm of the mindset and I hope, hope, hope that it swings back eventually. And we, put like a magnet on the other side of the pendulum so that it stays there for forever. Um, But I mean, if you were, if you were looking and most of us weren't like, it's not a big surprise that SESTA-FOSTA happened. When you look at 
earlier in what was it years two years ago i think maybe like they started labeling porn a public health crisis yeah and it essentially amounted to we're going to say that porn is a problem we're not going to give you any stats we're not going to give you any statistics or actual reasons um but you know stormy daniels was just talking about trump so we're going to say that porn's a crisis on top of net neutrality, on top right. of the HTPA, which is the Human Trafficking Prevention Act. They use these scary words, which essentially amounts to, like, extra taxes on certain kinds of porn. Right. However, that's supposed to help with human trafficking. I'm really not sure. But thank God we're charging extra for that fetish porn. Um, <laughs> right? Of course. And then, you know, Sesta comes along. And, of course, it's going to be bipartisan because no one wants to go on the record saying that they're against... Or they're, they are for sex trafficking, you know? Right. Um, and so I think I I really hope that, you know, something breaks this so that we hold platforms accountable for what they're censoring. Because right now you see a lot of the censorship comes from, I, I think, personally, a lot of automation. When we give the power to robots that are learning flaws, they can be easily trained by by certain people that are against, you know, maybe the left or just LGBT communities in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And how's a robot to know just because there's tons of people flagging this photo on Instagram that that means that photo is actually bad or that they're not targeted. Uh, I mean, on Instagram alone, you have porn stars getting targeted by, by people who are trying to get their profiles taken down and then are flaunting about, I don't know if you heard about uh, someone named Omid or whatever. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's scary stuff. And then those same porn stars are getting uh, exploited by people that work at Instagram and saying, oh, well, if you pay me enough money, you know, I'll put your, your account back up. And then that person's able to do it. And the second the porn star doesn't pay, they take the account right back down again. Like, and so they're, expl- it's just, it's such a sex negative, censorship heavy, like perfect storm for people that, that don't want to talk about anything that is expressive. Yeah. Yeah. God. I'm, I'm right now. I'm like having an Eeyore moment. I'm like, we're not going to win. <laughs> like I'm like, Oh, capitalism. Just, you know, the point of capitalism is, you know, old white guys exploiting everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's like, do you think we can all win against this? Or what can we do? Like listener listening, American fuckers, because that's who our listeners are American fuckers. What can you know, American fuckers sitting there listening with earbuds on right now Mm. do about this? Well, first of all, subscribe to the podcast here. Um, Share it with all your friends. (laughs) Yes, yes. Vote blue. Um, Actually, ask questions. You know, I know that's a really difficult concept. But so many people don't ask why. When it comes to certain things, you know, why is SESTA-FOSTA a good thing? Why is it a bad thing? Like, sharing information and and making sure that we hold people accountable. Um, I think politicians can get off with saying lies and and whatnot because they have large microphones and they have bases that that follow them. But you have to educate not only yourself, but the people around you to make sure that they know their votes and their, their choices and the platforms are using or the money that they're putting into companies has an impact. Yeah. You know, when we start boycotting companies that support certain parties that we don't agree with, we actually do have impact and we can actually change, you know, businesses as they're affected. Just the other day, the soul cycle thing broke and there's a soul cycle right here in the Castro, which is right around where I live. And that that soul cycle was closed for a good couple days and that affected their business. And people are still out there every once in a while holding up signs and, it, it it does make change. You have to Good. be loud. Yeah. You have to act up. Um, yeah. Call call in, don't call out is, is something I, I hear a lot more and more on the internet, which I actually really like. Um, are you familiar with, with that concept? I am, but American okay. fuckers, you might not be. Oh. So give us the rundown. Sure. Uh, I mean, it essentially amounts to if there's something wrong or you don't think that someone is saying something proper, I'll use an example. So... Um, I, I've covered topics and I try to cover topics for marginalized communities to the best of my ability. Um, and that's by educating myself, by asking professionals or by having guests on. Um, if I can't have a guest, I try my best to get the topics right, but I did a topic on like butt toys and I tried to mention bodies in a body positive way. And the terminology I used was not trans inclusive. And so rather than calling out my actions, I had a bunch of followers who called in and said, hey, 
you know, I know that you mean well, and I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, but this terminology is not, not okay. I would prefer you use this terminology because that makes me as a trans person feel included and thought of and respected. And so it's a concept of, you don't need to call someone out every single time, but if you show compassion and you're able to actually talk about a topic without screaming or using all caps at someone, you know, there's a much more positive response. I, I do my best to remember that terminology when someone tells it to me. And so that I do better by the communities going forward. And I think that that's a lot more powerful and a lot more just nice. <laughs> we could all be a little more friendly in this freaking world. Support for episode 100 of American Sex Podcast comes from Manscaped. They're number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for you or your honey's family jewels. Ken recently started using Manscaped, and he is happy, and I am happy, too. I hate getting hair stuck between my teeth. Wait, what's that? You do, too? Relate, right? Samesies. All right, so since we're on the same page here, there's a good chance that either you or one of your partners can benefit from Manscaped. And you know I love you, and I hate to see you picking hairs out of your throat, so I'm going to give you 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. All you have to do is use the code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y. So, okay, I know what else you're thinking, right? I can read your mind. What makes Manscaped products so great anyway? Well, Manscaped has completely redesigned the electric trimmer. Their sexy lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer will not chop any nuts. And Manscaped doesn't only care about balls, they care about noses too. We all know how stinky those bad boys can get, and that's why Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Ken uses all of the Manscaped products and they smell good. Well, they taste good too. I mean, it's no secret, right? This is a sex podcast. We all know where we put balls. Anyway, Manscaped is the perfect gift for you or your partner. No more stinky. No more ball five o'clock shadows scraping off your face or pubes stuck in your throat or stuck in your chastity device. Yeah, think about it. Ouch. So American fuckers, go get your 20% off and free shipping with code SUNNY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with code SUNNY. Yeah, and I think also as human beings, it, it, and no matter how inclusive and thoughtful that we try to be, we are all gonna fuck up. Yeah, all, we're all of flawed. us. All of us. It's gonna happen. And I think you know, it's it's a human nature thing where if someone's like, "Oh, hey, you know, you fuck this up," even if they say it nicely, sometimes it's like, "What do you mean? No, I did." Like yeah. you get defensive and you feel bad. And it's like you have to deal with your own shit. It's like I fuck stuffed up, and yeah, I feel really bad. Mm -hmm. But I'm not gonna take my feeling bad out on the other person who's calling me in. It's mm -hmm. like learn to sit with the fact that sometimes you fuck up and totally. we're all going to fuck up and nobody is a perfect person. And yeah, it stings and it hurts and you feel, you know, guilty and you feel like people hate you. You feel all the feelings you don't want to feel, but that's part of the process. And then, mm -hmm. you, you know, you got to get back up. You got to try to correct it and, and, you know, keep living your life till the next fuck up because there's going to be another one. <laughs> well, and that's it. That's, that's another really good takeaway though, is have uncomfortable conversations, please. Not all yeah. conversations are going to be nice and fluffy and rainbows and unicorns. And you might be surprised at the number of uncomfortable conversations that end with a really nice revelation, uh, or maybe you learn something for once. Sitting in discomfort is a powerful tool that I wish people did a lot more often. And that's yes. what we try to do on What's the Safe Word is just have conversations that aren't always PC to the best of our ability. Like We're trying to have conversations that teach, but we're not always doing it in in areas that we're comfortable with so we have guests right. on we ask questions we talk about race and racism with people who have those experiences you know because as I mean, especially as a white guy i can't talk about racism properly or respectfully because mm -hmm. coming from a white guy i know that my privilege is is going to cause a problem and so i'm going to have people on that know the topics better that want to talk about it 
not exploit them, but raise them up and give them a platform, give my platform to them to have a constructive conversation that I hope teaches people something. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for that. So I feel better. I feel, <laughs> I feel better. For a minute there, I was like, oh, just fucking throw everything at the wall. You know, <laughs> as done. long as there's people like us around. A potato farmer. No, no, no. Calm Shit. down. Calm down. Okay. Okay. Don't jump. Okay. Um, I think as long as there's people like us around that like our communities, I, I don't know about you, but like my community that I've, I've tried my best to, to grow has been super supportive of everything we do and is always there to, to help in any causes. Like, so long as there's people out there putting themselves out there, giving people permission, I don't think there will be any end to sex positivity and, and what we're trying to do is, which is, you know, help people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. I feel no, better. Thank you. I do want to ask you something that's totally off topic. Do it. But I want to end this in a real, like, if there's some American fuckers listening or like, I'm still a little Eeyore, man. <laughs> oh. Didn't quite do it. This will lift your spirits. Hopefully, maybe not. <laughs> we'll see. It's a um, lot of pressure you're putting on me yeah. right now. <laughs> so I watched a video uh, of yours. You and Christopher did, it was the second video you did of buying BDSM gear off of Wish. <laughs> And I gotta tell you, uh, as someone who buys stupid little necklaces and like gauged ear, you know, like, oh, it's free. I get some earrings. Mm -hmm. And I've been looking like, Do, should I really buy that tens unit? Or oh, <laughs> will okay. I fry my labia like bacon? Yeah. Um, so what are your overall impressions of sex toys <laughs> on which? Give us some advice here. Well, first of all, go watch that episode. Both there's okay. two of them. Um, okay. Uh, they're honestly I mean, they took for fucking ever. There was so much editing in them. But some of my favorite episodes of I those appreciated are that, by the way. Because when I watch, I watch with like a producer brain. And I was like, this editing's damn good, but it must have taken days. Oh, days. So, days. Kudos. And don't you dare point out the one frame that's off or something. Oh, I, I hate when people do. Anyway. I um, don't know what you're talking about, even though maybe I noticed it. Okay. But I give you the benefit of the doubt. So, shh. Well, thank you. We're not supposed to talk about it. This is a Voldemort about it. Just don't talk about it. All right. Well. My experience with Wish is it's a lot of fun. Um, the the takeaways being don't buy insertables because they smell awful. You don't know what chemicals are on there. They've done studies, you know, that there's like certain gross stuff that can come on items that you get. So yes. if it's something you're going to be using, make sure it's something that's not porous and you can clean it, but also just avoid insertables. Um, electronics, every electronic that we've ever tried to buy from Wish has been kind of faulty. Uh, so avoid those. But you know what? Hey, edge play. I mean, oh. <laughs> you know, no, maybe but, you're a rack oh. player, risk aware. Ah. We know it's from Wish. <laughs> Whatever happens. The ultimate the hard excitement. limit. Yeah, I, I totally. have a hard limit for Wish items. Sorry. <laughs> no, the one in that specific episode, like the one electronic that I remember to this day is like a little vibrating bullet that was like remote controlled and. At one part, like, I'm trying to turn it on, and all of a sudden, it just starts to get really hot because the batteries are, like, on fire. Like, not actually on fire, but, they like, I touched them, and if I had held onto them longer, it would have burnt me. So, like, don't put that inside your body, please. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I, but I will say that all with the the review process kind of sucks on wish so like the reviews you see except for the pictured reviews people yeah, do i go i pictures. filter out by picture mm -hmm. and i only read the reviews with pictures mm -hmm. yeah so use that to your advantage don't look at the actual star ratings that never means anything um i will say that there are some items to this day that i still wear like i just got back from the gym and i'm wearing like these hanky uh, pattern sweatpants that I yeah, think were those from are that really episode. Cute. Yeah, they're great. I wear them all the time. They're super comfy. Buy a size or two up though, because they're going to be very small. <laughs> I, in in Chinese sizes, I yes. am a five X. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah I'm. Well, I mean, I'm an, mostly large, due to the boobs, large. which I will not tell people how big they are, <laughs> but they're big. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. like I got a chassis device in one of the episodes that we done that that. Is not real resin. It's not real, you know, whatever. But to try out a chassis device, it was only like six bucks. It was great. Do not use the lock that comes with it, though. 
will you get locked in forever? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say you should check out the third episode in that series that we just put oh, up last week because uh, <laughs> we, we might have bought another chassis device just to see how they compare. And oh, 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 oh it was it was scary. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I didn't know there was a third. So now I got. Well, this go that one word we're trying Amazon, but okay. as you'll find out, these sellers exist both on Wish and Amazon, so it's all the same shit. Yep. But it is still interesting, fascinating, and just so funny. This than the items that you find on the internet. I gotta watch it. So, like, I have to add in. I wrote an article a while ago about the it's not Hitachi magic wand original magic wand that Mm. they call it now and how like 98% of the magic wands on Amazon are actually fake and like in I have worked behind the scenes with like manufacturers and things and you see a lot of like on and basically the article was like this is why you don't buy toys on Amazon and so what happens is a lot of the name brand toys are manufactured in China uh-huh. And from what I've heard, and this is what I've heard from my my you know buyer friends that work behind the scenes and like develop products. There's a rumor that the factories, when they are not producing like the you know Lalo or you know whatever mm-hmm. name brand stuff, they like open up the shop in the middle of the night and let the counterfeiters come in. <sighs> And make the stuff. So they'll look the same on the outside. The boxes will be similar, but the guts on the inside. And like in the article I wrote, and I'll, I'll link this in the show notes for yeah, this. I want to like, yeah. see this shit. If you open up the toys and the guts of them and you look like, let's say someone's saying, you know, I'm selling a Lalo toy, but it's not from <sighs> like that Amazon at like Lalo's Amazon account. Open up the guts and they're going to be completely different. And there were stories about like, they started on fire and people's oh, crotches and talk about fire crotch. I know. <laughs> yeah. That is not the burning sensation. No, no. So like, uh, that is one of the rumors as to why there's so much like the counterfeit sex toy oh. business is huge. It's like the counterfeit purse business, but you don't put a purse in your crotch yeah. and put batteries in it. Or at least you shouldn't. But also if that's your kink, I'm not shaming. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's what I've heard. I can't confirm that to be fact. Have you called Shane Dawson about this series idea? Because oh, truly, that would be that would kind of be awesome. Like the counterfeit sex toy business. Yeah, we might get some like counterfeit sex toy hitmen after us. Like we could bust open a big counterfeit sex toy ring. But Shane, okay, call well, me. We'll talk. We're y- friends. You know we're both friends on uh, Twitter, so I know you can DM me, Shane. Oh. I'll DM you. Yeah, or you so. know what better? Coming next month on uh, What's the Safe Word? Sunny, let's just do it ourselves. I know how to edit and shoot. and. All right. Yeah. That works. That but, works. But also, Shane, if you want some help, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, this has been amazing and eye-opening. And like I said, you know, we've never before this day, this momentous day, uh, had an official like long form voice to voice conversation. Mm-hmm. And it was just as fabulous, if not more fabulous than I expected, because you're you're brilliant, you're smart, you're a tireless advocate Aww. for all of the things that are right. And I and as a creator, I and as a teacher, I really appreciate the fact the way you talk about this stuff is so accessible and so understandable to anybody listening um so thank you for that and i wish you much success in the thing that we cannot name Uh, but thank you for that no thank you truly and i want to just give that right back to you um i appreciate everything that you do and the content you make uh it it takes a village you know um and this has been you know if i was giving you a five-star review on amazon you know i'd leave i'd even leave a review uh or no they can leave reviews on podcasts right yeah, yes. yeah. Go do go that. To, go to iTunes, man. Leave us are your you best Amazon review. Is, is yours on iTunes? Uh, it, on, it, so depending on when this comes up, uh, it will be on iTunes. We filmed a few episodes. It's a learning experience. Um, but if you type in, you know, what's the safe word, you'll find us on just about any platform. The podcast is called What's Your Safe Word, just to give it something a little different. And it's W-A-T-T-S, not mm-hmm. W-H-A-T-S. Okay, for those listening, yeah. don't spell it wrong, because you're not going to find it. Well, no, we've actually trained Google to to find <gasps> that, thank God. You are really you smart. Know? <laughs> <laughs> 
I you just, got SEO by the oh, balls yeah. in a cheap wish chastity device. <laughs> it's a fin-dom relationship that I didn't totally. consent to, but, you know. Totally. Nice. <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll have all the links to all your stuff in the show notes. And I'm going to look up like the wish videos and like mm-hmm. pretty much all the stuff we talked about. And I'll put it in there. <laughs> so for anyone listening along who's like, that sounds interesting. That's cool. What was this? What was the, don't worry. Just go to AmericanSexPodcast.com for this episode, which I don't know, it might be episode 100. <gasps> I don't know what order I'm going oh in. So it'll be 100, 101, or 102. <laughs> Editing so, Sunny, insert we'll the congratulations music. Yay! <laughs> There we go. (laughs) Why am I doing America music? I don't don't know. know. I'm kind of mad at America right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you so much, Amp. Thank you for having me. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's Dick. And Max. The hosts of Off the Cuffs, a kink and BDSM podcast. A podcast for those in the lifestyle and those who are curious about it. Each week, we sit down with a different guest to discuss their radioactive spider bite into kink. And it gives everybody a chance to express themselves in matters of sexuality. And a platform in which to express it. It's conversational, it's educational, and it's a lot of fun. More and more people have been reaching out to us telling us what they've learned about themselves just from us sharing our stories with each other every week. So find Off the Cuffs on iTunes or your favorite podcast streaming service and follow us on twitter and instagram at ocp kink thanks for listening to american sex to keep up with ken and i we'll first make sure you watch our tv show sex with sunny megatron on showtime then visit sunnymegatron.com there you can learn more about us read our blog peruse our workshop calendar or hire us for what well either for private coaching or to book us to teach at your event or university or as sex and relationship writers for your publication oh and don't forget we're on social media too I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag PsyChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.